You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A viral video started circulating last week, and it showed organizers of a pro-Trump rally in Washington inviting members of Black Lives Matter on stage to speak to the crowd. At first, there were a lot of boos and jeers from that crowd, but then as Black Lives Matter of Greater New York President Hank Newsom spoke, some people in the crowd began cheering his words. Newsom was speaking to the crowd in a way that identified the similarities between people who support the president and people who believe that there needs to be greater attention to the racial inequality that exists in our society. Talking about the things that they agreed about instead of the things that they disagreed about, while also explaining why Black Lives Matter exists. Let's listen to some of what was said from the stage that day. It's about freedom of speech. It's about celebration. So what we are going to do is something you're not used to, and we're going to give you two minutes of our platform to put your message out. Now, whether they disagree or agree with your message is irrelevant. It's the fact that you have the right to have the message. I am an American. And the beauty of America is that when you see something broke in your country, you can mobilize to fix it. So you ask why there's a Black Lives Matter? Because you can watch a black man die and be choked to death on television and nothing happened. We need to address that. We want our God-given right to freedom, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All I want to leave you with this, and I'm gone. You're right, my brother. You're right. You are so right. All lives matter, right? But when a black life is lost, we get no justice. That's why we say black lives matter. And we really want to make America great. We do it together. Okay, at the end of the video there, uh, you can still hear some heckling from the pro-Trump folks. But it sounded like most of the crowd is cheering there. You see militia members and bikers for Trump members posing with Newsom for pictures and talking with him in a really civil and friendly way. What does this moment tell us about how we can make progress as a country? What can it tell us about our commonalities as everyday Americans? And would it even be possible if we didn't have someone like Donald Trump in office without having exposed some of the nation's ugliest divisions. We should note that we invited Tommy Hodges Jr., who was the organizer of that pro-Trump rally, who stood on stage with Newsom and applauded along with members of the crowd. We asked him to be here uh, on the program today, and he declined our request. That's unfortunate. I'd love to have him here, too. But we do have with us Hank Newsom, who is president of Black Lives Matter of Greater New York. Hank, welcome to Detroit Today. 
How, how's it going, brother? Uh, my name is Hawk. Hawk. I'm sorry. That's, no, no worries. Everybody wants to make me I'm, Jewish. I'm no. reading the right. <laughs> I'm reading the the the, the copy wrong here, uh, Hawk. Uh, I, I also want to uh, before we get started, I want to p- uh, put a pitch out here to the listeners. Call and tell us what you think about the idea of talking to each other instead of talking about each other in Trump's America. We do a lot of talking about the other side, about folks we disagree with and what they're saying and what they're doing and how we feel about that. And I think the feelings right now are more intense and they are more raw than I have seen them in a really long time on both sides. But how often do you have the opportunity to actually talk with somebody who supported Donald Trump if you are a supporter of Black Lives Matter. If you are a supporter of uh, Black Lives Matter, how often do you talk to somebody from a red state or somebody who believes the country is headed in the wrong direction? Uh, And if you were to do that, would you be able to find common ground? Would you be able to find things that you agree about uh, as easily as you find things that you disagree uh, on. Uh, think about Fridays here on Detroit Today, which we call Opposite Day. We invite somebody into this studio who thinks differently than I do, somebody who sits across the political spectrum from me. We sit here, we talk, sometimes we argue, uh, we disagree, but we do it in a civil manner. And we hope that that gets us to a place Uh, of progress, of finding common ground. How often do you do that? How often do you think it's possible to do that in Trump's America? Give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will work you into the conversation. Uh, Hawk, I want to start with you Tell me what that felt like to get up on that stage in front of all those Trump supporters and start talking about Black Lives Matter, which without question is not a popular movement among the people who support the president. Uh, Yes, I understand that. Uh, For the folks who are supporters of Donald Trump, who are of good conscience, who who hold true to their American ideals, or, or who proclaim to be Christian, and and they adhere to 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 uh, I guess the uh, philosophy of what would Jesus do, then accepting Black Lives Matter would not be a long shot. However, they know what they see in the media. They know what they read online. Most of the time, people are reading from uh, websites or publications that, that pander to them. So you asked, what was it like for me to get up on that stage? And at first, it was anger because I was in Charlottesville a few weeks prior. Uh-huh. And some of the folks from Charlottesville who we were on opposite ends of some very heated exchanges were there, were present. So I was standing on that stage but God put one thing in my heart and in my spirit, and that was make these people understand who we are, okay? Right. We are not terrorists, okay? We do not want to harm America. We want to fix America. Not all of us are the same. You know, there are some members who are anti-cop. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's very true. 
Um, however, there, there, there are a lot of us who are anti-bad cop, and what we say is, how good can an officer be if he allows a bad cop to be bad because he's in dereliction of his duty? Yes. So I kind of wanted to tie in people's beliefs and what they hold true to themselves to what's happening in our movement. And um, there, there, there are a lot of people who disagree, but for those with, 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 with righteousness in their hearts who want to be enlightened or who want to work toward unity, they receive the message well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can hear on the video how many people are cheering what you're saying, uh, especially at the end, and they're cheering things that, that I think if they, were to, if they were to have heard them in a circle by themselves— they might not have. They might not have have been, have been a supporter. I mean, I think there's something about the way you said what you said up there, and making the connection <clears throat> between the things that you want as part of Black Lives Matter and the American ideals. Uh, that 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 breaks down those barriers, right? It makes it impossible for people to listen and say, "Well, I don't agree with that," or "I don't think that's a good thing." Absolutely. And um, I mean, I, 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 I just wanted to be persuasive. Uh-huh. Now, there's been times that I've been in front of uh, people who, um, who shared their ideals and I had no niceties to exchange. <laughs> but how far can we get as a people if we don't change? Yeah. Now, I've received a lot of backlash, as I'm sure... Uh, uh, Tommy and those folks over there have, because every a lot of people in this fight want us to remain at odds. A lot of people in this fight want us to to, to continue to berate and belittle each other and not have any understanding. However, we can get so much further if we learn to stay away from points of contention. I mean, obviously. Uh, we're going to clash at some point, and certain things are going to have to be addressed. But would it help me to stand up at a pro-Trump rally and say Trump supports white supremacy and is sensitive to the needs of millions of America? They know I feel like that, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. That doesn't... You know, it's it's that tension between telling the truth which is important, I think uh, really important right now to be honest about the things that are going on. But uh, the, the tension between that and, and wanting people to be on your side, wanting people to see the power of that truth and the importance of that truth, and, and that has to frame the way, the way you say these things. Yeah, and, and that becomes being bigger than oneself and working toward the greater good, it would it would do a lot of us, you know, it, it would be immediate gratification if we were to go out and, and, and spew, you know, hatred and hurt someone's feelings. But how would that help the country? How would that stop black, unarmed people from being killed under questionable circumstances? by the police and not receiving justice or anything that resembles justice. How would that put an end to the real 
underlying theme. There's racism in America, and this racism is taking lives. Now, some people, if you say racism, they're completely turned off. So let's find a different way to talk about it. Let's call it hate or loving thy neighbor, right? right. So you might not be able to co-sign to black and white, but you can co-sign to justice and fixing our court systems and fixing law enforcement. Right. Right. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. We're talking about talking to the other side as opposed to talking about the folks that you disagree with. How often do you get a chance to do that? How often do you take the opportunity to do that? And do you think that's the way we get past all of the acrimony that we see in the narrative of our culture right now in the wake of the election of President Donald Trump. Uh, again, 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag us, and we'll work you into the conversation. Jim on Facebook says, this is how you do politics right and engage with people you'd otherwise perceive as the enemy. Ron on Facebook says, all it takes is one person who's willing to listen. I have heard 90% of communication is listening. It also takes a hell of a lot of courage to stand up and speak like that. There he's talking about my guest, Hawk Newsom, who is the president of Black Lives Matter of Greater New York, uh, got up on stage at a Trump rally and talked about why the two sides uh, represented there ought to be talking to each other and ought to be finding that sort of strain of commonality that helps them move Ahead. Let's go to Stephen in Detroit. Stephen, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. I have seen the, uh, the video, and I just wanted to say to Hawk that I think you did a great job. Um, that I can't imagine what that situation must have been like for you, and I thought you handled it uh, beautifully. And in terms of what needs to be done, I think that there are a couple of things. One, and this is one thing that you did so well was to speak to our common values and core beliefs that most of us share. And I think when we start there, we're in a much, we're starting from a much better place of, of finding common ground and, and reaching some kind of agreement on these issues. Uh, the other thing I wanted to add quickly, you noted in your uh, talk, you said, we don't want to take anything from you. And I thought that was, important. On the other hand, I think that for a lot of white folks, um, one of the things that Black Lives Matter represents, and this is one of the reasons I'm a supporter of Black Lives Matter, is, and I I hope that this comes out right, um, that if this work is successful, and it needs to be successful, I'm a supporter, um, the whole concept of whiteness and the social, political, economic reality of whiteness needs to be destroyed. (laughs) And I think that's one of the things that white people have such an issue with, is that maybe at our core, we understand that if the changes that need to be made are made, it's going to mean that we lose the benefits and advantages that come from being white in this society. And a lot of us just can't handle that. Yeah, Stephen, and that's a, I, I mean, think it's, uh, that's a, I think that's, I'll take my uh, yeah. answer off the air. That's a Thank really, you so much. but before you go, Stephen, I want to say that's a really elegant way to say 
what you just said to, to sort of uh, wrap your arms around that concept of privilege and the threat to privilege that movements like Black Lives Matter are, are, are posing and, and to sort of think through what does that really mean? What does that really look like? So, Stephen, thank you very much for, for doing that. Um, uh, Hawk Newsom, I want to give you a, a chance to respond to what Stephen said. Uh, blue Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. White privilege. These are winning teams. You think about social constructs and things that were acceptable in the past that aren't acceptable now, like misogyny, like homophobia. And now people are condemned for these acts. However, no one's stepping outside and saying, hey, police officers, I understand that these are bad guys, but you can't rough them up if they're run. Okay. Right. I understand that this person may have had a, 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 a criminal past, a criminal history, but you can't brutalize them. Not saying that they're all guilty of it, but a lot are. People say, Hawk, how do you know this? Right out of college, I was a paralegal for the Bronx District Attorney's Office. Mm-hmm. Now, we know the Bronx. Yes. We all know the Bronx <laughs> and the stigmata, stigmatisms that come along with you know, that, that particular county in New York City. However, I saw folder after folder where it said resistant arrest. I saw black eye after black eye. I saw staples in people's heads. I saw stitches. I saw abuses. These are faces I'm looking at. I don't even know what their bodies look like. But whenever there's a complaint of, I won't say whenever, a large number of times I saw a complaint that said uh, resistant arrest. I saw a person with visible uh, 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 signs of brutality Mm -hmm. or excessive force. To tie this back in, police operate with, uh, what some might call impunity now. Sure. And right now, Black Lives Matter is saying, you can't do that anymore. And they're like, what? You want to <laughs> take that away from us? They push back. You look at, at, at you know, white people here in America who, 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 who thrive in the privileges that come along with being white. And, we're talking about offsetting these privileges and making it truly an equal playing field. Right. Giving now, everybody the same shot. Exactly. Yeah. But as a parent, you're looking at that and saying, I want my kid to have every advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I want to have every advantage. So there's a level of selfishness that's involved in that. But I, I, I say this about this movement and, and me in particular in my group. I, I don't, um, I don't want to be, Hawk Newsom does not want to dominate anyone. I don't want to be a uh, black sim- supremacist. Now, I do have black nationalists who roll with me, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm not a black supremacist. I don't want us to rule over anyone else the same way they ruled over us. The same. I don't want to whip anyone. I don't want to hang anyone. Sure. I don't want to mass incarcerate anyone. I don't want to allow white people's schools to suffer. I just want the same opportunities for everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and out of that system, okay, we 
people can achieve their own personal heights. However, I want folks to think about the greater good, which is the yeah. community. Yeah. Hawk, I need to take a quick quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about bridging the political divide. How often do you do it? Do you have the opportunity to do it? Stay with us and stay with us on the phones, 313-577-1019. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guest is Hawk Newsom. He's the president of Black Lives Matter of Greater New York. We're talking to him because he recently went to a pro-Trump rally uh, in the Washington, D.C. area, and invited. he was invited up on stage to speak to the crowd. Uh, and something sort of surprising happened. Uh, people were booing at first, but as he spoke about the equality that Black Lives Matter wants, lots of people started cheering. And that raises a question. How often do we talk to each other about these things that we disagree about in this country right now? And when we do, does that move us to a better space? If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the Facebook page here at WDET, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag us, and we'll work you into the conversation. Daniel in Detroit, you're up next on Detroit Today. You there, Daniel? Yes. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Thanks for having me on the air. Uh-huh. Um, you know, from uh, I'm, I'm kind of a left-leaning guy, and, uh, you know, I grew up on welfare, and, uh, you know, every time I t- talk to somebody from the right, it seems like they're not willing to actually even... Um, hear the facts or consider the facts um, when you talk about uh, climate change, for instance, um, there, a wall goes up immediately. My father-in-law voted for Trump and was a big tr- Trump supporter right down the line. And pretty much, um, you know, everything that he did wrong during the campaign, he had a reason why it was acceptable. But, you know, I had an email exchange or a text message exchange, a random missed text message to a customer of mine. I texted the wrong number. And the person texted me back, are you a Hillary supporter, question mark. And I thought, this is strange. Right. So I, I, I replied back, no, I'm actually a Bernie Sanders supporter. And they lit up on me. Right. And, you know, and then I hit him back with some facts. And they didn't want to hear it. And it just seems like, is it just my perception? Because I'm a left-leaning guy that the right is not receptive. Uh, and that there's a lot of like people that don't want to hear our position at all on the other side. Or is it just me because I'm on the left? Right, right. Uh, you know, that's a great that's a great question, Daniel. A very deep question uh, going on there. I'm glad you called uh, and ask that I don't know. I don't know um, whether whether one side is more open than the other. Of course, I think whatever side you're on, you tend to think that uh, you're more open-minded than than the other people. But I, I really appreciate uh, the call and the thoughts there. Uh, let's go to Tom in Northwest Detroit. Tom, welcome to Detroit today. Yeah. Good morning. I saw the video, and I'm going to say, Mr. Mr. Hawk. You did an admirable job, okay? And I've always said this, you know, I might hate somebody's guts, but if we can sit down and we can talk to 
to one another instead of at one another. And, and, you know, and we've got more in common than we have, you know, not in common. And, you know, you know, Steve, you were talking about do you get a chance to talk to, I guess, Republicans or what have you. The only two Republicans that I know in the city and haven't seen them in a while is Jerome Barney and Dwayne Bradley. So, I, you know, I don't get a chance to, you know, Detroit's, but at eight, we're, 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 the, we're the Democratic uh, city <laughs> in, in, in the state. But, yeah. you know, we've got to learn to, you know, just slow down a little bit and talk to, you know, each other instead of, you know, all the time wanting to, because you're on different sides of the fence, you know, shouting. Just be at each other, other. sure. And, yeah. you know, and, the, and, and he, Hawk, he laid our commonalities out so very well. So, I mean, obviously, you know, he knows tact. Yeah. He knows diplomacy, and I'm yeah. not saying that that was what was going on in his head. I really think, you know, he spoke from his heart. Right. Tom, thanks very much for the call uh, and the comments, as always. Uh, Hawk Newsom, I've got about 40 seconds left, but I want to ask you what you think this opens up for you. I mean, does this open more opportunities for you to address people on the other side? I think it's 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 all about common ground now. I think... Uh, people who weren't open to Black Lives Matter before uh, will now listen. So yeah, it's definitely more opportunities and it came from love. It came not from me accusing people, ostracizing people, or calling them dumb for supporting the president. It came from saying, hey, we're Americans, we love the Bible, let's figure something out. Yeah. Uh, Hawk Newsom, president of Black Lives Matter of Greater New York, thank you for being here on Detroit Today. All right, that's going to do it for us. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.